International Podcast Day, everybody. It's a gorgeous, sunny day. I am sitting on the back deck enjoying the beautiful weather. The birds are chirping. There's a slight breeze rustling through the trees. You may hear the ambient noise of life on the Sunshine Coast. My name is Mel Urbacher and today is International Podcast Day. It's an international celebration of the power of podcasts. Is that even a thing? It is. Let me give you a little background. So if you head to the website internationalpodcastday.com, they've got a bit of a history about this wonderful event. And they say, and I'll give you a little bit of reading, there is National IPA Day, National Waffle Fries Day, National Pancake Day, and National Pretty Much Anything You Want Day. In the summer of 2013, Steve Lee heard a radio announcement for National Senior Citizens Day. Thinking that was pretty cool, it begged the question as to why there wasn't a day of celebration for podcasting. And that's when Steve said to himself, let's create a podcast day. So the adventure began and a collective team of podcasters put their heads together to establish means for podcasters and podcast listeners to raise awareness for this great entertainment and education medium. Just as podcasts and podcasting has evolved over the years, so has International Podcast Day. In 2014, National Podcast Day was celebrated with six hours of broadcasting. Now, that was in the US. After quickly realizing the power of podcasts internationally, it was rebranded into International Podcast Day. Between 2015 and 2019, International Podcast Day broadcasted hundreds of hours around the globe, inviting podcasters and industry leaders from 55 different countries to share their podcast journeys, personal stories and expertise. So there you have it, straight from the horse's mouth. So here at the Parkrun Adventurers, we are obviously big fans of the podcast medium and judging by the fact that you're listening to this, we think you are too. So we're here to celebrate the power of podcasts and to do that, we are bringing you episode 176 of the Parkrun Adventurers, an international podcast day special episode. Yay! Special because it's an extra pod for the week. You're welcome. And special also because we are filling the pod with something we love a lot here, our top threes. But these aren't the regular top threes that we have asked people about over the years, okay? These are a random array of top three tips about parkrun as created by our Channel 5 News crew for you. And what qualifies this team of Incredibles to deliver such irregular intelligence? On what adventures and awesomeness do they base their arbitrary acumen? Well, I would like to take this opportunity to highlight just how experienced our Channel 5 News crew actually are. Between the eight members of the crew, they have thus far participated in a total of 1,580 park runs in 13 countries, including Australia, the UK, New Zealand, Malaysia, Singapore, Denmark, France, Germany, Ireland, Norway, Sweden, Italy, and the USA. Collectively, they have also volunteered 540 times. I'm just going to give you all a moment to let that sink in. Fully sunk? Great. Okay. 
So I'm sure you will agree these people are amazeballs and they have created some fun tips for you today. It's a shorter than usual episode. However, we hope you'll enjoy it for all its parkrun related, if seemingly random goodness. So without further ado, I give you the Parkrun Adventurers Channel 5 News Crew. G'day Parkrun Adventurers, uh, PK here, checking in, not with a roving report, uh, but with a few little tips to, uh, to help celebrate International Podcast Day. How good is our boss, our numero uno, the one who is keeping the dream alive, the wondrous main host, Elmil Urbacher. Uh, not only does she manage to, uh, to fit in one podcast a week with the help of us random roving reporters, but uh, she's managed to get us all on board to do a bonus episode to celebrate International Podcast Day. And don't we just love it? So as you may have heard, uh, we're all gathered here today to sing hymns and praise the Lord. Oh, no, hang on. It's not that cult-like, really. <laughs> uh, no, no, here, we are here um, to help uh, with some parkrun tips. Uh, mine are the top three tips for being a first-timer at parkrun. Yep, the very first time. Now, I realise um, it's, uh, it's not going uh, to therefore apply to perhaps 90% of our listeners, but hey, there may be people listening to this for the first time or have just heard about parkrun and never done it. Or have um, heard their friends talking about it and uh, have been listening to this uh, Parkrun podcast for a while now and are thinking, oh, maybe I should do that. Anyway, this is for you and also for anybody else uh, wishing to maybe encourage others to join Parkrun and come for the first time. Get them to have a listen to this. Uh, yeah, you'll uh, maybe for the singing. Oh, sorry, gave away the uh, the ending. Anyway, um, <laughs> send them this link, maybe. Uh, hopefully, it will get them uh, over the line. And you know what? If it encourages at least one person to go out, out and uh, go out and do parkrun, um, then job well done, I reckon. So, uh, tip number one for your first time at parkrun: don't be worried or scared and think you are going to be judged by anyone. Uh, just get out there and do it. Whether you're going to walk it or run it or jog it or take a dog. The hardest thing, as we know, with anything is just getting out there and just doing it. And that's certainly the case for parkrun. Once you've done your first parkrun, you'll be so relieved and realise just how easy it was. And remember, even though it's called parkrun, you don't have to run. You can walk it. Actually, that's a good thing for people to slip into conversations when talking to potential first-timers at the pub, at the shops, at work. Geez, any opportunity if you're me. <laughs> Actually, we had a new person start at work this week at Fuller uh, where I work and I can't believe it took me a whole week to mention the P word, parkrun. I'm clearly slipping. Uh, where was it? Ah, yes. Um, thinking you only have to run at parkrun uh, may have been the one thing that stopped uh, some people um, coming. Um, one of my best mates actually um, had been listening to, the, to me yabber on about parkrun for so long and then one night he was at our place on a Friday night sitting out the back and having a few drinks, enjoying some tunes and we're kicking on along nicely and he's like, geez, PK, aren't you uh, doing parkrun tomorrow, mate? Uh, you better take it easy. Uh, and I said, nah, nah, it's all right, Davo, I'll just be walking it. And he went, what? You can walk parkrun? And from that point on, he was hooked. He came the next day and we walked it. Uh, admittedly slowly, and uh, cut to now, a couple of years later, he's pretty well now a parkrun addict. Way to go, Davo. So yeah, just uh, get out there. Don't be intimidated. Just know that you are going to be totally welcomed into the parkrun family. It's wonderfully inclusive. Um, we can't wait to have you as part of the family. And then just watch. Pretty soon, you too 
will be that person telling everyone else about parkrun. And then you will be encouraging people to be first-timers and you can tell them just how easy it really is just to start parkrun. Uh, tip number two for first-timers uh, to parkrun, don't push yourself uh, for the first time. Just take it easy. Even if you're running, even if you're walking, uh, whatever you're doing, just take it easy because you don't want to burn out the first time or get injured if you think you can do it and may not be ready. Uh, any of those, you know, couch to 5k programs are a, gr- a great way to ease into it. Uh, you also want to look forward to the next time. So the second time you do it, and most importantly, if you take it easy the first time and then maybe push yourself a little bit more the next time, you'll get a PB, a personal best. Uh, it even says it, uh, in your email you get with the results. Um, congratulations on setting a personal best. It's a great feeling as we all know. Uh, and of course you get a PB the first time you do it anyway. So, um, Yep, and then maybe push yourself a little bit more the second time, you'll get another PB right now. So to the very important third tip for first-timers. As uh, everyone who's uh, been there, uh, done their first uh, parkrun knows, when you do parkrun for the first time, this is a little-known fact actually, sometimes you don't find out until you're actually there, you actually have to get up the front during the welcome speech and um, sing along, uh, uh, sing a a line from a song just by yourself. Um, It's often great if there's a microphone there. Um, Often it's a good to pick a song that maybe features the word first um to you know reference your first time i know look i know this sounds weird but um please understand it's what we all had to do to um to you know for at our first park run uh, anyway here's what i sang uh, way back then the first cut is the deepest baby i know the first cut is the deepest yep rod stewart would be proud uh another good one is the roberta flat classic the first time I ever see I saw your face. Oh, mate, shut up. I, okay, what about um, you're my first, you're my last, you're my everything by uh, Barry White. You know, the classic. It's totally sounded like Barry White, I know. <laughs> okay, look, this is a complete lie. I know. What? What are you talking about? I'm not here to scare anyone off trying parkrun for the first time. Just thought I'd have a laugh. Uh, please know you do not have to sing at the front, although uh, it hasn't stopped me before. And uh, sure, whatever it takes. If uh, singing is your thing, remember parkrun is totally inclusive and accepting. But no, that is not my third tip. Okay, the real number three and the final tip for first timers. Here it is. Try not to make uh, your first time an actual parkrun launch. So, you know, a new parkrun that um, is opening. Try and go to an existing one for your first time. It's fine to go to a parkrun launch, of course. Yeah, we, we don't, um, you know, say don't do that. Although we, it's not great when crazy numbers of people turn up at a parkrun launch. But um, but if it's the first time you're doing parkrun, it's often good to go to one that has been on for, let's say, a few months. This way, the RD team have settled into how they run the event. They've ironed out any issues. They're comfortable with how it's all running. Um, and you'll always have lots of well-experienced people on hand to help you no matter when or where it's your first time. But even more so when it's not a launch. So that's it. Uh, yeah, they're my three tips. PK now signing off uh, from your, my top three tips for first-timers. Uh Sorry, what was that? Uh, you want you wanted me to sing a song about tips or the word tip? Oh, okay. If you want me to sing along, all right, here we go. Right on the tip of my tongue, baby, right on the tip of my tongue, on the tip of my, right on the tip of my tongue, yeah. Howdy, Park Runners. Talk reporting in for International Podcast Day. 
and I've got my top three costume tips for events to run with. My first one is fluoro runs. Everyone's got a little bit of fluoro in the cupboard at home, makes a really nice easy run for people to get involved in and the colours for the photos are really spectacular. My second one is a onesie run. Down south of Australia, where it gets fairly cold over winter, onesies are a really great theme to get out and run your park run in. Not so good for places like Darwin though, where we did a onesie run and it was very hot and very humid. Not so good. My third tip is tutus. Everybody loves a tutu, or if you don't, you should. Everyone out there should have a collection of different colors of tutus to fit into all themes. In Victoria, we've got a tutu crew that always wear purple for launches. All right, that's Talk Out. Enjoy International Podcast Day. Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Melissa here, and I've got three tips for recording a roving report. Now, my first tip is to remember that the audience, they can't see the parkrun uh, that, you, that you may be at. So try to give information like a course description, um, what the parking is like, if there's any toilets, if the start line's easy to find, and if you need to, write the questions down as a prompt just in case you might be a little bit nervous. My second tip is when you're interviewing someone, ask questions about their parkrun story, how they found out about parkrun, if they've been to different parkruns, what possibly what their what their best experiences have been or anything unusual that has happened to them at parkrun and my final tip put your interviewee at ease tell them that you're not a professional and if they make any mistakes you can just edit it out i hope you have the confidence to try a roving report and it certainly becomes easier the more you do happy international podcast day Hi Parkrun Adventurers, this is Mark with my top three tips for making sure you get the best parkrun photo. Firstly, look at the photographer. Secondly, give him a smile. Number three, give him a jump shot or a wave or something fun. Play up, enjoy it, have fun. My bonus tip, don't forget your barcode. Hi, David with my three tips for touristing. First one is, of course, is to take a look at the web pages. Uh, the parkrun homepage for any particular site will have the start time and it's amazing how many people turn up late to uh, uh, park runs and especially people in the northern hemisphere you may be used to at the 9 or 9.30 starts Australia is more likely to be 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning which could be a little bit embarrassing watching people heading off uh, and the team packing up so yeah, definitely check on that. The other one is the Facebook page which is once that is most often used to make sure or the latest news go through. Uh, always check it beforehand just to make sure the event hasn't been cancelled for that day or moved to somewhere else. Uh, secondly, remember when you roll up to a park run, they'll all have maps on getting there, but the, uh, the ones in the cities can be a bit more hard to find, especially if it's in a big park and you've got hundreds of people jogging around the place. Not everyone is there for park run. And the, uh, the locals normally turn up or... Oh, quite late or near closer to the start time and the flags often don't go out until five or ten minutes before the start um, which can make life a little bit entertaining not everyone is there to do park run 
and a third one i guess is when you're there talk to the locals it's one of the best things about parkrun the, the social side of it if you can join in for the coffee or the breakfast whatever happens to be going on um, and take a look around the, the runs are usually in really nice areas nice parks um, which i'm glad to say i enjoy get out there and enjoy it normally you've traveled a fair way make it worthwhile but again talking to the locals it's one of the nicest things you can do it's also nice if you're traveling to other cities or other countries you're actually dealing with people who are not there on a commercial basis for you they're there to have fun okay that's about it Howdy Parkrun Adventurers, it's Greta here and I'm going to give you my top three for celebrating Parkrun anniversaries. So number three is check the theme. Um, usually events will be having a theme, sometimes events will be having a theme for their anniversary. So check their Facebook page, often you can find out what the theme is. Um, and events are really good at usually doing a theme that makes it easy to participate. So that could be a colour or a letter um, and I've seen some really creative um, costumes that don't need to take a lot of effort and are a lot of fun. So check the theme and join in and participate in the theme. Uh, tip number two would be usually if you're going to an anniversary, you're being a bit of a tourist and going away from your home event. So um, I reckon it's a good idea to, to get there early. So check Google Maps. Check how long it's going to take you to get there and plan to get there a bit early and have a chat to the event team because usually they'll be really excited to be celebrating their anniversary and you can chat to them and have a good time and if they're busy getting things ready you can offer to help and maybe make new friends which leads to number one tip for celebrating an anniversary. Um, set your goal to make new friends at an anniversary. And that could be by, if you're a visitor, see if you can find someone who has, was at the very first event or maybe at the last anniversary. And if you're a regular, maybe you can find someone who's never been to your event before. So first timer to your event um, and make new friends. So that's my top three for celebrating Parkrun anniversaries. Hello Parkrun Adventurers, it's Gary Murphy reporting in for the Channel 5 News Crew with a Parkrun Top 3. We all know that there's so many things to choose from in Parkrun that are just great and unbelievable and all in our top three locations, the, the things that we love about Parkrun. So I thought I'd try and think of something a little bit different and combine two of my loves which is Parkrun and Aviation. And so for my number three, I'm going to go for uh, East Richmond Parkrun in Sydney, New South Wales. It runs right alongside the East Richmond RAF base and the home of the transport arm of the, the RAF fleet, the C-130 Hercules. Um, from Parkrun you can see a, the ramp where the, park, uh, the C-130s park and the runway and if you're lucky enough to see a few aircraft land and take off there. Um, and the parkrun actually runs through uh, memorial gardens where there's plaques dedicated to airmen and airwomen um, from previous campaigns and histories there's even a playground with a c-130 replica um not that i've played in the playground maybe <coughs> and anyway um number two would have to be kira park run in on the gold coast uh that's uh that runs alongside a runway too now you can't see the runway but if you look at a, a topographical map of the runway of, of park run they run pretty much parallel with each other and during park run if you're lucky enough again you'll see a 
few commercial aviation, Jetstar, Qantas maybe, aircraft landing and um, general aviation and the skydivers take off out of the Gold Coast there and land alongside the, uh, the beach at Kira. So that's a, another one for my uh, aviation themed park run and one that I haven't done but is on the bucket list and um, has to be because it got airfield in the name of the park run is Henstridge Airfield Park Run in the UK. Um, they run inside the airfield and apparently the uh, the management at the airport are real um, helpful to the team at Henstridge Field and um, I know recently that a couple of people, I'm not sure the exact story, but the first finishers or um, some people that did some milestones were afforded uh, flights from um, the management at the air airfield. I'm not exactly sure of the story, but that, that's pretty good to get some flights. And I know I've heard stories of people that have actually landed at the airport to do their park run, taking their private planes there. Um, so that's my top three of park run. Um, and no matter what your top three is, have a ripper park run day wherever you are and blue skies happy park running g'day park run adventurers it's lindell and i'm coming to you on international podcast day how fantastic i hope this is a great surprise for you all having an extra podcast in your feed from the park run adventurers to celebrate this momentous occasion it's fantastic we're all excited um, and i hope you enjoy our top tips um, I'm coming to you, as it turns out, from Kedron Park Run. Obviously, it's not Park Run Day. It's International Podcast Day. Um, but I decided to get out and about because that's how I usually do my roving reports for the podcast. So I'm walking along the Kedron Park Run course and having a lovely time. Now, let's get to it. Lyndall's top three tips. Now, my top three tips are for touristing. I know. What was I thinking in picking that topic? This podcast is full of people who are experts at touristing and adventuring. But anyway, I've committed to it, so here I am. I'm going to stick with it. Um, hear me out and let's see how we go. So, it's tempting to start with the tip of don't forget your barcode, hashtag DFYB. But forget that. That's not a tip. That's a given. That's a rule. As I said, you guys are all professionals. You know all that. So let's just move on from DFYB onto my first tip. Now, my first tip is logistics. If you're going to adventure to a uh, different park run, it does pay usually to check out some of the logistics and figure out how you're going to get there. How long is it going to take? Are you driving? Um, are you away on holidays? Do you need to walk? How long is it going to take you to get there? Um, is there any trick to access to the park? Um, this doesn't happen, not a lot in my experience in Australia, but Recently when I was overseas, the park was surrounded by um, private property and gates and fences. So there was only specific access points into the park. So checking out all those kinds of things so that you're not late. Um, the other tip in terms of logistics, make sure you know what time the park run starts because it does differ. And for those of you in southern states coming up to Queensland, for example, we have a seven, seven o'clock go time for park run. And I know it's later in, in southern states and internationally it is too. Um, the one I did recently in Europe had a nine o'clock start. Gee, I didn't know what to do with myself for two hours. Had a massive sleep in it. It's fantastic. <laughs> All right, so logistics. Be prepared. Pack your car. Get your map. Load your Google Maps. 
make sure you leave enough time to get there um, in time for the briefing and the start. Okay, tip number two. Um, tie, in, tie in a challenge or an unofficial club. There's plenty of them. Um, and if there's none that take your liking, invent your own. Why not? We're up for it. But I guess this can, if you got your eye on a challenge or a club, it can give you a bit of extra mojo. Um, if you, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know why this would happen. Uh, but if you've lost your passion for adventuring, having your eye on a club or a challenge can, can help you keep going. And look, the other thing is that you can experience park runs that you would never have gone to just to get that letter or to go to that event number. And, and that's really fabulous. Like you, there's lots of places I would never have gone. Um, but we're fantastic in their own way. So it does push you out of your regular routine. It pushes you out of your comfort zone um, just by going somewhere that you wouldn't normally go when you're chasing a challenge. Tip number three, be opportunistic. Now this goes not only for challenges, but also just parkrun in general. So if you regularly travel or if you're regularly, you know, in other places, always check, always check to see if there's a parkrun. Um, I've done two international park runs now just by checking whether there was one in the vicinity. Last time I went to the States, um, I wasn't going to check because I know that park run isn't big in the US and there's hardly any of them around. I knew there wasn't one in Chicago, um, but I checked and there was one within an hour's drive. So, of course, I dragged along my friend's husband and kids and the dog and we all went to park run in the US. And if I hadn't have checked... It wouldn't have happened so always check be opportunistic um, if you're planning a holiday again just look and see what opportunities there are you just never know um, and when it comes to challenges and clubs again just plan look ahead and um, just be aware of some of the harder things to get for challenges so um, ease there's not many of them J's there's not very many of them Q's there's not very many of them so if you're going somewhere and there is an E or a J or a Q or even a H, um, there's not too many of those, I don't think. Why not do it? Just do it. Even if you don't have dreams of being an alphabeteer yet, you might one day and you'll regret that you did West Coast Park in Singapore instead of East Coast Park. So be opportunistic on that front as well. And I guess... The final tip I have, I don't know how many tips I'm up to, but I really want to get this one in. I know it's completely opposite to the first tip about planning and being logistics and making sure that everything's all sorted out. My last tip is about being opportunistic on a week-to-week -week basis. So if it's Friday night, you don't have plans, you don't have a um, commitment to go to your local to volunteer or anything like that, why not just take a punt? Just find somewhere. Look up what your Nendi is and just go for it. What's, you know, what's the big deal? What's the worst that can happen? I can't think of anything bad that happens by going to a park one you haven't been to before. So just throw caution to the wind a little bit. If it's Friday night, you've still got, you know, all morning to figure it out. <laughs> so there you go. That's Lyndall's top tips for adventuring or touristing. And again, happy International Podcast Day from Parkrun Adventurers and the Channel 5 News crew. Thanks so much, guys. I had 
the funnest time listening to all of those. I think there was something in there for each and every parkrun adventurer listening on the other end. You know, PK had something for the newbies, which I loved because obviously he is well-versed in recruiting anyone and everyone to parkrun. And um, nice thing in there too, PK. Glad to see that you're getting ready for our annual Christmas whatever's going to happen there. I'm not sure we'll have to look out for that this Christmas. Talk. I, I hear you when you say all the colours of all the tutus. I have I have multiple tutus in the different colours. I stopped purchasing them after I bought a rainbow one, which seemed to sort of fit the extras that were out there, all the different colours. Then we have Mel with roving reports. So hopefully if anyone has been wondering what to do about submitting a roving report that might just get you over the line and get you to send something in if you've got something please feel free to send it to parkrunadventurers at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you mark with some excellent excellent tips on how to get a good photo dave the first member of the crew to talk about adventuring and some important tips that catch people out from time to time Greta with celebrating anniversaries that's a great one I think especially for event teams to have a listen to but also for people who might be rocking up Gary with his aviation park runs I unfortunately this means there's just more park runs going on my list because I love the way your mind works Gary uh, I'm keen to check those ones out myself and Lyndall rounds out the crew with her extra tips on adventuring also uh, I think Lyndall you perhaps don't know how to count to three but we'll take them anyway now, given it's International Podcast Day, I personally am going to be a little bit self-indulgent and I'm going to give you my three tips for creating a podcast. Based on my experience, I've been lucky enough to co-host this little pod for some 170 plus episodes. And it's parkrun related because the pod is. That's my tenuous link. So my story and I'm sticking to it. Okay. They're not huge. They won't take too long. So bear with me, guys. So my top three tips for creating a podcast are number one, say yes. If some crazy guy you barely know asks you to start a podcast, just do it. Jump full body into the front cart of the sometimes seems like it's out of control roller coaster and enjoy the journey. Number two, Open your heart and your ears to receiving contributions from other creative and quirky people uh, who share your passion for the topic, okay? So the world is full of incredible people and if you're lucky enough, you'll find a bunch who get you and will become part of your tribe. And finally, number three, have fun. If you don't love the topic you intend to podcast about to the point of being mildly or some may say wildly, obsessed. If you don't find constant joy in the many experiences it provides you with, if you can't see the potential for adventure, if you don't laugh loud and often along the way, then maybe don't create a podcast. However, if you do love it, if you can see the joy and the adventure, and if you do laugh loud and a lot, then creating memories in this medium will be some of the funnest times you can have. We hope you enjoyed your extra dose of Parkrun Adventurers this week. I'm going to leave it there for now. Happy International Podcast Day, guys. <laughs>